Welcome, everybody, in the Movie Guys Verse. This is Jordan here, part of Movie Guys Podcast. We wanted to say thank you so much for downloading this most recent episode. If you don't know what Movie Guys Podcast is, we are a new movie review show that is updated weekly. You can check us out at movieguyspodcast.com and also movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another awesome episode of Movie Guys Podcast. And tonight we're talking about Bohemian Rhapsody. And I'm Jordan, and I'm joined here, like always, with Eric and Ed. And tonight I am the champion. There's no time for losers. Eric, how are you doing? Just uh, hanging out listening to that Radio Gaga, I guess. Oh, the Radio you know, Gaga. Everyone in the theater did the hand thing. When that part came on, and it felt like it was, you know, a nice little moment that everyone in the theater was doing that shit. But like, you know, I, I just thought I'd, I just thought I'd share that. Ed, how about you? Uh, well, what I have to say is guaranteed to blow your mind. There you go. Just hey, we all got one. We all got one. Yeah, we all I got mean, I one. I feel like you know sometimes we might try too hard, but that one. Came a little natural. Don't, don't stop me now because I'm having a good time. Wonderful. There we keeps on going. Mm, yep. Let's fuck the show. We'll just we'll just do this all night. I think <laughs> we'll love it. But um, what this thing? Yeah, this thing. But uh, <laughs> you know, just keep making clean puns. I yeah. will. I'll go right into it with my. Theory. Get on your bikes and bikes and ride. Um, my wife and I went to go see this together on a date night on a Friday night. Um, and the reason why I'm saying this is because the theater experience was different for us. Uh, we we are both 31 years old, and we were the old we were the youngest people Not there. Bragging. No, yeah, we were the we were the probably we were the youngest people there by 30 years. I mean, there was it was it was all 50s, 60s. That's uh, what I wanted know. to say. That's what I, my thing was that in the theater, everyone was doing the hand thing, and then I looked. I kind of had like this this. The seats were limited because uh, I was surprised at how sold out it was, but uh, on a, I saw it on a Monday night, and it was actually sold out except for the cuddle seats, which are now a thing. So I got to try out a cuddle seat. That was a first. That was fucking weird in a, in a movie theater. Anyway, chilling in the cuddle seat. That scene comes on. Everyone's given that Radio Goo Goo and the Radio Gaga. It's hard to, to say without singing it. And, yeah, everyone's clapping. And I look by everyone's doing it, and I—that's when I realized that I was also probably the youngest one in the theater. I was like, I don't—I don't think I've earned the right to do this. <laughs> I've earned the right. Ed, how about you, man? Uh, were you the youngest in the theater as well? Um, you could say that. Um, I mean, from a from a certain point of view, I guess. I, just, I was just—I was amazed. No, I mean, you know, you got to realize that. Queen, although is a fantastic, very well-known band, most people younger than us really only know a couple of the hits. You know, they don't really know a lot of a lot of the other things. Like, you know, one of the, my favorite, absolute favorite Queen songs is because of the movie Highlander, Princes of the Universe, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody thinks nobody thinks of that, and I I think of I think of Queen every time I watch Highlander. Uh, Flash Gordon, there you go. right? 
So there you go. So like it's just they, people they diverse in their yeah in their in their album in their catalog. You know, it's <laughs> yes. They and they brush on a little bit in the movie how they they want to be, you know, very Kanye, I guess. Very, they want to be different every album. Yes. I apologize for that, everybody. I realize it sounded better in my head to try to appeal to a younger audience. And um, moving on, let's move on quick. No, no, don't think about it. Move on. Another one for the dust. There we go. There we go. Every time I think of Queen, I think of my dad. Um, And the reason why I do this, and I'm going to make this as short as I possibly can, but Queen and my dad, uh, it holds a very, very special place to my heart. Um, my dad and my mom divorced uh, when I was born. Then I only saw my dad on the weekends. And my dad always took me to movies every Sunday because he didn't know what else to do with me. Um, so I remember one time, very vividly, I remember this forever, and this is when I got introduced to Queen. We saw a movie, uh, and it was John Carpenter's Vampires. All right. And uh, we're driving back home, and Dad turns on the radio, and Bohemian Rhapsody starts. And I never heard of that. I've, I've never heard of Bohemian Rhapsody at the time. And it just starts. The, the operatic, uh, is this the radio? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, as my, as tone deaf, everybody. So, yes, thank you. Yeah. And uh, Dad plays it. And I remember this as it's yesterday. And uh, he goes nuts in the car. He's like, oh, my God, this is Bohemian Rhapsody. He freaks out, and he's singing with it and going nuts. And he's like, listen to it. It's about a guy who killed a guy, and he's just upset, and he's just saying his goodbyes before every – oh, this is brilliant, you know. And um, I remember that young, impressionable age how important this was to my dad. So, flash forward to my wedding day. You heard that right. Okay. Uh, my friends and I, my, my friends and I know how much Bohemian Rhapsody is to my dad and I. So, you know, it's the last hour of the ceremony of my wedding. And we go to the DJ and say, play Bohemian Rhapsody. And the DJ says, what? what? At a wedding? And, and I looked at the DJ and I said, I'm paying you? You're playing Bohemian Rap. Get at it, bud. So, is this the real life starts? My buddies and my dad comes in and we form a circle. And my dad is singing opera style, drunk. (laughs) And everybody's watching us. And we have this on videotape. And us just in a circle, just going nuts, dancing, headbanging, anyway... Queen. This is, all, this, is, this is all in video now. It it is. My my mom has it somewhere. But okay. anyway, so you will be posting it to the Twitter. Yeah, I did. If I could convert it. But anyway, so <laughs> I I feel like I've rambled on. But good. But yes, this is important to me. This movie was important to me because of just that moment as a young boy in the car with my dad, well, watching him react to this song. That's the ticket. Important. That's that's what is going to to buy you into this movie is because everyone seems to have a very close connection, one way or another, with this band. Like, and, and as I said before, their their music has such range, and um, has a, such ability to kind of uh, break a any barrier. 
for language or for anything else like that too, because it's worldwide popular. You know, it's yeah, just, it's just that's how powerful it is, and that's why I think this movie is going to do so well, and why the expectations were so high with it too. Did you guys? Now we had talked a little bit before, right? Uh, um, that originally, instead of it being Rami Malek that was casted as Freddie Mercury, that it was Sasha Baron Cohen. He yes, was a, he was approached, and he had said on Howard Stern that a big reason why that that happened was just basically creative differences. That uh, the original idea, I guess I could say original idea for the movie was to for the, be about the band and, and to continue on, and then have Freddie die halfway through the movie, and then the rest of the movie is the band carries on, I guess, with their. <laughs> Here it is again, uh, and you know with their shit, yeah, 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 and and I, I, Sasha Baron Cohen was just like, well, why would anyone want to watch a movie where the main character dies halfway through the the movie? He's like, I don't, I don't want to do it, and so it also forced him to rewrite the script a bit more too, to which is what we have now, which is I'm going to say a lot better than what what it was, but this movie was not Freddie Mercury's movie. This definitely was Queen's movie. Um, well, well, I don't know that I a hundred percent agree with that. Obviously, I mean, Queen or Freddie Mercury was the was Queen, and Queen was Freddie Mercury, you know. And but I, I mean, the movie really, I, 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 it really focused on Freddie. I think in 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 my in my personal. Well, they opinion. went they went to Hollywood with this, and they needed you need a front man to go through yeah the journey. Um, in order for you to, to you know make it a, a bigger bitter and obviously right, it's just gonna right. so well with Freddie. Well, yeah, and you know, and here's the thing: like a movie like this, you know, I, I mean, I love, like I said, I love Queen's music. I do love Queen's music, but I have no knowledge of any of the backstory of Queen whatsoever. I know that they. Had a great performance at Live Aid, and Freddie Mercury died of AIDS, and he was gay. Like that's then Brian May made his own guitars. That's what I know. You know, like I, 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 that's all I know about their backstory. So I'm taking this film to be fact with a little bit of of what was it like writers, you know, creative. I- Get a little added creative. I get you. I did a little bit of due diligence here, boys, and I've looked uh, and I compared to see, uh, 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 browse the, the reaches of the internet to see the internet to see which ones were uh, what was real, what they got right, and what they got wrong. Um, okay. Just a, a few things that really paid made no difference uh, or uh, made a big difference. I guess that should have been uh, one was that uh, that whole thing about him wanting Freddie Mercury wanted to go solo and, and all the drama behind that. Um, that really was just kind of stretched out to be some, you know, more for the movie type thing because fact is, is that all the band members were down to t- take breaks or, or really just do solo projects and never one, none of them were really about like ever splitting forever. They just wanted, you know, to do their own thing for a little bit and that's what they did. In fact, I think the drummer actually was the first one to have his first solo album. Oh, really? Come out, yeah. And obviously, they, you know, it didn't stop them. They always got back together and, you know, did more creative things. That's just how it happened. Sure. Um, Freddie had AIDS after Live Aid. He, That's guess, when he found out. Is that what it was? I, I um, the Wikipedia says, or uh, in 
the short clips from that book said that Live Aid was 85 and he found out 87. Yeah, he found out that he had AIDS in 87, but he he had AIDS. Yeah, the movie the movie hints that he knew kind of sort of for years because he's coughing up blood. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. The yeah, movie kind of yeah. hints at that. Gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, I you mean, know, I guess a few things that uh, that needed to be. Said. Oh, and that um, the band um, in the beginning that uh, the lead singer for Smile um, that he and Freddie actually were friends from college, and, and Freddie actually knew the band, and so when the lead singer actually bowed out. It was just kind of perfect because Freddie could just jump in because he kind of knew the routine and songs already. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah, and and he was you know, the band is that is that a real thing? Yeah. Okay. Well, this like this movie sort of makes you think that up before before uh, Live Aid, they hadn't played together for years. When, you know, in 84 they released uh, an album, in 82 they released an album, and in in 80 they released an album. So, like, there's a lot of creative liberties that are taken with this movie to imply things that may not necessarily be fact. I'm not saying that they're lying to us. I'm just saying that it's skipping over certain facts to make a, a, a creative point, I guess. No, I, and I and I get you. And here's the thing: is that it, we're not trying to. I'm not trying to bust the movie's ball because I I liked this movie a lot. I really did. Um, I enjoyed a lot of it. Is your typical biopicture, you know, kind of like something short of Ray or Walk the Line, you know? All the Walk the yeah, Line is like, very good too. The best the, the best example I can give in a, in a very similar film is the Doors movie. It oh, was yeah. based. On it was based on a book called No One Here Gets Out Get Out Gets Out Alive, right? And in that in the movie, Oliver Stone says that uh, Jim Morrison burned a fucking house down. That never happened, you know. Like that, yeah. there's there's a lot of con, there's a lot of contradictory evidence to say a lot of the things that happened in the Doors movie never happened in real life. But equal to this movie, the lead singer and the actor. You could not tell the difference for the life of you. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, what was the guy's name? Remy something or uh, other? Rami Malik, yeah. Yeah, gave a fantastic performance he in this very movie. very good. Yeah, I like, he, I like his. He's very convincing in this yes. movie. Yes, yes. Yeah, and I don't know what, I don't know what Freddie Mercury was like in real life. I don't, I've never seen a single documentary. I've never watched a book or re- watched a, read a book about the Queen. I've never I I've watched an interview with with him. I have no idea how he sounded and sounded and looked like and spoke. But it maybe but but I feel like I I know now. You're not going to see a lot of interviews of him. Uh, the only way that you can see an interview of Freddie Mercury is if you go to YouTube. There's only a little bit. Uh, Freddie Mercury didn't do interviews. Queen didn't do interviews. They did not like to do interviews. Uh, but him saying "darling" all the time. Uh, was definitely Freddie Mercury. Uh, he would say that constantly. So, um, so he was very Queen, you would say. There, well, just like he said, there's there's only room in this band for one hysterical Queen. Yeah. <laughs> um. So okay. So one of the things I got to talk about is uh, Mike Myers. God bless him. Um. He plays a radio executive. Now, in real life, the character that Mike Myers plays is not a real person. That is a collection of record, of, of record, record executives. There you go. 
into one person. Okay, Ed? Okay. And I love how he says a line in the movie that nobody, not ever, not know how, will ever headbang to Queen in their car ever. And then he does it in Wayne's World in 96. Yeah. <laughs> I, I found that hilarious. Uh, Freddie Mercury's banter was great, too, where he says, I feel sorry for your wife if she if, if, if you feel six minutes is too long. Um, <laughs> nice and clever, yeah. yeah. And yeah, Miami yeah. Beach, I, I like that. Named his mm. lawyer Miami. Mm -hmm. I will say this. I want to make this very clear so people who are listening here in the movie guys first understand my point. Personally, not Eric's opinion, not Ed's opinion, just me personally. Uh, I do not consider myself homophobic. I don't have an issue at all with homosexuality whatsoever. What I'm happy with is that this movie did not beat us over the head with it. They did not go a la I love you Philip Morris with it. I went into this movie expecting somewhere in the movie to be very flamboyant, very gay, very look at me, I'm here, I'm queer, get used to it. And it didn't do it. And I liked it because I liked that the I, I liked the creators of the movie decided to tell a story about Queen and not just about Freddie Mercury's personal issues. You, you guys understand what I'm trying to say here on this? Oh yeah. Hundred percent. Like they I this is a, a testament to, to his acting, Jeremy's acting, where you could tell that he was very much ashamed of of who he was, or, or at least that part of him for mm -hmm. however long of his life, you know, and, and it really was convincing. It, it really showed through uh, his acting that every time it was brought up, it, he was uncomfortable with it. He dodged it. He tried to move into something else, and he was troubled and, and confused by it, but also intrigued and, you know, kind of curious about it. Like, it, it was, yeah, exactly. They, they made it so it wasn't a a moment that was um, its own character in the movie, you know what I mean, where it was distracting enough, but it 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 made it to where it was just a part of his lifestyle, and after a while, it was, you know, his life of hedonism that got away with them, and um, that's what the thing was trying to highlight. That's what its purpose was. Do you think, Eric, that he slept with that trucker at the truck stop? I mean, you wouldn't, wouldn't you? <laughs> I mean, I would because he reminded me of Seabass from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> it would look like a buff Rory Cochran, you know? Yeah, he's like, kick his ass, Seabass. You know, uh, I just. He had a full man shoe. But instead, he licked his ass, Seabass. Yeah, no, I was just curious because, because my wife and I were talking about that afterwards. It was like, you know, because he says to um, his uh, fiance, oh, actually, his, his wife, right? Or his fiance at the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, he says, I think I'm bisexual, but the scene prior that I'm talking about is when he, you know, was at a truck stop, he's touring, he sees this uh, trucker, and the trucker gives him looks, and he looks at him, but then he kind of, I think he walks away. I was just curious if you guys took it as he... Yeah, assume that he's on the road and he's he's calling home. You, yeah, you can assume that he's, um, you know, experimenting. I'm trying to find the words. So talk about experimenting. Let's talk about the manager wannabe. What's his name? Paul? Is, yes. Oh, yeah. Wait, what Paul, are, are you talking about Baelish? Is that what you're talking about? 
The uh, <laughs> little finger. No, that no, no the the the, must, the mustache that the mustache. The uh, first, yeah, the, yeah, the first gay guy. Oh yeah, the blonde, oh, it was, it the blonde was mustache. Yeah, he and oh man, he was uh he put his snake in the grass, didn't he? Huh? He was a mm-hmm. douchebag, wasn't he? Yeah, a, a lot of the characters in this uh, is, again. It was, it was very good. I'm trying to pull up what the character list right now here. Yeah, Paul Brenter, played by Alan Leach. Now, in real life, Freddie Mercury died of AIDS in 1991 uh, due to complications from pneumonia. Yeah. So he had pneumonia and died of complications with AIDS. Uh, that same month, that Paul guy died in real life as well from AIDS. Oh, well, really? of course he did. wonder who got it. Or who who gave it to who? Yeah, and I just I just find it I just find it interesting because that Paul guy is a snake in the grass. Like the, you're right, Eric. Like that guy is a douchebag, shiesty mf'er, huh? And I like how I don't know who it was. I'm trying to remember because I saw this movie on Friday and we're recording on a Wednesday. But I'm, I'm trying to remember. But I think one of the members of the band called it out to Freddie Mercury and said, "Hey, you guys look like your twins." Oh yeah, because, yeah. Uh, short hair and was the guy who Roger Taylor? I, you know, the other part too was that like the guys, the guy who played Brian May looked spot the fuck on, man. They all did. Yeah, they, they all, all did. did too. Yeah, I should say that too. The guy who played John Deacon, the um, the the bass, the bassist, he looked pretty spot mm-hmm. on too with that <laughs> hair. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, they they all look great. Now, why? Question for both of you. I understand this movie is called Bohemian Rhapsody. But why do they focus a good half an hour on the movie on recording Night of the Opera? Why don't they try to do something different? Why do they try to show us different recordings of different albums? Why do they focus a half an hour? Uh, Ed, I'll ask you first. Why do you think that they focused on Night of the Opera? Well, it was, it was musically speaking, it was a complete... 180 from not only where they had been, but from where really music was at the time. You know, uh, like uh, you're my best friends on that album. Obviously, Bohemian Rhapsody is on that on that album. Uh, I'm in love with a car, with my car is like the most underrated fucking song of all time. <laughs> but nobody so, loved it. Right, right, and they make fun of that song, but it's it's a retarded it's it's a retarded name. It's a stupid song, but it's but it's but it's awesome. I suggest everybody go listen listen <laughs> to that to that. But it's really they focused, I think, on it because let's be honest, the name of the movie is that song, and that is their most famous. I'm not saying their best. That is their most famous song. So and it was a it was a switch from what everybody was doing at the time. Like in in '74 when they did Sheer Heart Attack. I mean, they it was a good album, but it really didn't do anything. Uh, you know what I mean? It didn't have really a whole lot. Of, I don't think it had a single hit on it. Um, Queen one and two were were really good albums, but they you know they didn't really have that much on them. Uh, if I, I mean, I could be misremembering a song or two. Don't get me wrong. I probably am misremembering a couple of songs because I wasn't there. I'm just, I'm just trying to go off of memory. But Night at the Opera had, had their most famous song. So that's why you got to focus on it. Eric, what about you? Why do you feel that this whole movie 
not the soul movie, I'm sorry, but why do you feel that a good chunk of this movie had to focus on the making of A Night at the Opera? Oh, I mean, if, if you just said it right there. Like, you're taking the number one, you know, and gotta got to highlight that. This is the introduction to how a lot of people knows the band, you know. it's This is the one that, again, uh, the big interaction with the audience. This is the one that's played in every stadium worldwide. So... Everyone knows this song. You have to highlight this, right? This is the one that gets people in the seats. This is why you're in there anyway. This is the one that people in the movie theater are boom, boom, clapping to. So, yeah, exactly. When you have a phenomenon like Bohemian Rhapsody, you don't ignore it. Oh, yeah, also, it's the movie's named after the damn song, man. So, Well, before we get into our popcorn ratings, I'm going to get into some of my gripes. Uh, a little bit behind the scenes here. The movie is credited as the director is Brian Singer. However, though, we have a poltergeist situation where it says it's directed by Toby Hooper, but really it's directed by Steven Spielberg. Kind of the same thing here with Bohemian Rhapsody. Brian Singer did not direct this movie. He is credited, but he did huh. not direct it. Really? So who did then? An unnamed gun for hire. What happened was Brian Singer is an openly gay uh, filmmaker in Hollywood. Yeah, he's yeah. the one that touches little boys, right? He's the one that, oh, no. he is famous for his movies, that he was The Usual Suspects and X-Men 1 and 2. Yeah, he's the one that with, he has a bunch of sex allegations against him, right? Yeah, well, also the guy from Jeepers Creepers 2 also has anyway. I, I don't know that. I've not heard that one. But anyway, so Brian Singer, one of my gripes of the movie is that Brian Singer, who is an openly gay filmmaker in Hollywood right now, wanted to make a different movie than the producers wanted to make. Brian Singer wanted to make a Freddie Mercury AIDS biopic. Okay. Um, and, and then he was on set for only a few months. Him and the main star who plays Freddie Mercury got into huge fights, and the studio ultimately fired Brian Singer but because of SAG, the Screen Actors Guild, the Directors Guild, uh, he gets director's credit, but they hired a director, just 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 a gun for hire, who would do what they wanted to do. Uh, the first few weeks on set, the first shoot was Live Aid. Yep. Um, so my complaint is I see that with this movie. Um, I see that some stuff of the movie – Wants to be a Freddie Mercury AIDS biopic pick. Sure. And then I see other parts of the movie that wants to be a Queen movie. The studio wanted to make a Queen movie. Brian Singer wanted to make a Freddie Mercury movie. And I can see in a bunch of scenes in this movie where that conflict mixes. And Brian May wanted to make a Brian May movie. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that is one of my gripes. The last gripe that I have, even though that it's a great performance, I've seen it on YouTube a bunch of times, there is no need to make the last 20 minutes of the movie the Live Aid performance. From a Whoa. movie standpoint, there was no need. Now, I love the Live Aid performance. It is great. Uh, in real life and in the movie, it was entertaining. It was fun. It was whatever. But I did find myself in the theater going, is this going to end? Are they going to do the whole 20-minute performance? Like, why is this necessary? If you're going to highlight Live Aid, then do 
the two big performances from that concert and then roll credits. There's no reason to go on for 20 minutes. Uh, Ed said, whoa, so I want to hear your opinion last. But, Eric, do you agree with that opinion or do you disagree? What do you feel? I mean, if we're getting into reviews, I might as well just give it right now then. I I, I feel like this movie yeah, – I was ever doing. I'm just going to go ahead. Uh, yeah, go ahead. What's your popcorn rating for Behemoth Raps? Yeah, it works for me. Go, go. Yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, no, this is I, this is large popcorn for sure. Like it, I, The theater sounded amazing and – just the music with the sound system, it it found it, was, it sounded awesome. Like don't get me wrong, I I thought it was great. And then the that live aid scene was really dope too. I it was just I liked it. It was very uh, immersive. It was very wide, bright. You could just really put you into the scene. And I just really it was a really good scene. I just enjoyed it. I'm being biased because I love the band. Uh, that being said, this isn't necessarily the movie that I think I wanted. I I don't know like. I, am I, I feel like I'm missing something, but it just seemed like it It started very fast. It started very quick. It paced itself very quickly from like, uh, uh, okay, um, Freddie's picking up bags here. Goes to a bar. Meets the band. Band is singing. Band is signed. Band is touring. Band is second album, you know? Like it's just mm-hmm. boom, 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 going boom, boom to right to the other. And I, and I get that because this movie is, is – Queen. It's about the band, you know. Rather, it that's what, where I'm getting at is that um, it's going through the bulk of what they are, how they came together, and where they ultimately they ended up. So that's where I, I think I need to adjust because I think everyone wanted a, a more Freddy movie to this, but it worked out because you didn't get the hyper gay scenes like Jordan wanted, and you got all in all a pretty good concert uh, <laughs> for two hours. And it was fantastic. And um, again, that's a large bag of popcorn. I, I it, it worked out. That again, that live aid scene to build up to it was just, which is awesome. And they didn't do the full concert, by the way, right? They only did like they did. Um, they did four songs. Yeah, they only did four of the however much because he plays like a, he doesn't he play guitar in the. I think I uh, I was watching it the other day. I thought we had it in the background. I swore I saw him play guitar at one point. Yeah, he did. Uh, anyway, but yeah, it was well acted. It was, I mean, I, I liked it. It seemed, again, just kind of cheesy, real kind of a biopic, you know? You, you saw it was just like all the other ones. Every musician goes through child tribulation. But, you know, you like it because the music is awesome and Freddy's such an awesome character. And, um, yeah. I, I, I have a feeling, though, that it got the, the Brian May was just not that com- compliant with the shit. I feel like he... Like anything that was in the studio, he'd be like, no, I, I, whatever. The band was too friendly. They were just like, yeah, whatever you want. For whatever you want, Freddie, we'll do it. Like, the bands don't get along in the studio, right? No, right. you're right. All right, so a large bag for Eric. Ed, will be your popcorn reading for Bohemian Rhapsody? So, I did not know that Brian Singer got fired from this movie. I had no idea. And I was going to say prior to this knowledge that this movie was very poorly directed and I was disappointed in Brian Singer. So I can, we can say that, and I can say that the best part of this movie was the live aid performance. You know, in, in terms of, 100%. yeah, that was like almost a shot for shot remake. And the, the dude, uh, I'm going to get his name wrong again. What was it? Remy? Rami Malik. Yeah. Right. Like he, he was fantastic. They all looked like the band, but 
that uh, Malik's performance in at the Live Aid concert was like if you put a side by side of that performance, you you almost couldn't tell the difference in terms of like the cadence and the singing and the sound and and, and whatnot. With that being said, I it's a yeah it's a I I'm trying to put my love of this band on the back burner and just talk about it from a film perspective. If I do that. You know, y'all are going to hate me, but uh, this is a small bag of popcorn for me from a movie perspective. I loved Malik. I loved his performance as Freddie Mercury, but I was not a fan of this movie from a movie perspective. I, I love Queen. Absolutely love Queen. But I just didn't feel like the movie was there for me, guys. Sorry. You know what, Ed? I'm going to agree with you, but I'm but I'm going to disagree with you on one thing. And I'm going to give this one a medium bag. Um, and what I mean by that is everything that you said about uh, the performance of Malik, everything was great. Uh, he gave us the Heath Ledger Joker performance. He was that character. Um, thank you so much for giving us that. And he was better than Sasha Baron Cohen ever would be. So I do not want to be in a world where Sasha Baron Cohen played. Freddie Mercury, I do not see that. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Did you just say Sasha Baron Codeine? Dude, he did. that's my fucking new DJ name right there. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna make nothing but electronic trap music with that name. Um, I deserve very royalty. nice. I deserve royalty rights then. Uh, but uh, no, but overall, the movie though, the movie's is jumbled. The movie uh, goes uh, different places. Like I said, you definitely can tell that there's two different directors. The studio wants to make a Queen movie. The director wants to make a Freddie Mercury movie. You can tell that. Uh, it's very uh, fast-paced. It's very jumbled. And it uh, confuses me sometimes. But overall, though, it is a fun movie to see. And if you're a Queen fan, this is a movie for you to watch as a Queen fan. And if you're a Wayne's World fan, I mean, this is funny with Mike Myers playing the radio executive. It's just fun. Uh, so yeah, overall for me, a medium bag. It's not great. It's not the worst movie of the year. Uh, but it was definitely a medium bag for me. So, but, uh, Eric and Ed, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Movie Guys Podcast. We will be taking just a week break here because we are getting ready to do part two of our Harry Potter series, which would be the fantastic piece to the crimes of Grindelwald coming up here in just a few weeks. So we'll be coming back to you for that. Make sure to check us out on our schedule. You can check us out at movieguyspodcast.com, movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. You can download us on iTunes, on iHeartRadio, and on Spotify. Just search for Movie Guys Podcast. You can find this episode and many others that we have done over the past three years because in December, just a month away, we'll be celebrating our third year anniversary. Make sure to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at Movie Guys Podcast and also on Twitter at Movie Guys Pod and we just created an, Insta- an Instagram f- uh, page as well. You can just look for Movie Guys Pod on Instagram, and you can find all of our episodes on there as well. And also, the last little bit of announcement, because I talk too much, would be that we have a voting poll for you fans. We have decided that we want to do a little bit different thing here for our third year anniversary, where we are going to put the movies that we have reviewed for the year up for review for you, the fans. You can go to movieguyspodcast.com or movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. On the right side of the page below the search bar, you will find a tab that says Movie Guys Podcast uh, Awards. You can click on that, and you'll be able to find all of the uh, polls that we have for you. You can vote for best film, worst film, best actor, best actress, best screenplay, best makeup, 
and you, the fans, get to vote. And we will discuss overall what you fans have decided is the best and worst and the best actor and best actress of the year for Movie Guys Podcast. So, Eric and Ed, thank you so much for joining me. And we'll be back in just in a few short weeks for Fantastic Beast 2, The Crimes of Against Grindelwald. Have a good night.